welcome to the Good Good Experience Podcast. Where related minds talk about related topics. And we all just happen to be related. Buckle up, this is going to be a good one. We've got that good good experience podcast. From the title album True to Life, it hit number 53 on the Hot 100. The music director, uh, video was directed by the one and only Rosie Perez. And that milk batch, something about that milk batch, just to make me want to get a whole bunch of cornflakes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Good Good Experience podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Marcus Moses, and you hear the music, Goody Goody, again by Rosette Melinda. That means that we're doing part two of our Goody Goody bag. And as always, this train does not take off the track without my. Hey, what's going on? My good darling. How are we today? How is the good, good fam? Oh, we're doing wonderful, Kim. We're doing wonderful. And I'm also, this train does not take up track without my cousin co-host, Byron Bino Brown. What's going on, buddy? Hey, what's up, Marcus? What's up, Kimmy? All is well up here in this camp. Let's get this party started. And as well, we shall, ladies and gentlemen, again, welcome back to another exciting episode. We got that good, good experience podcast. Related minds talk about related topics, and we just all happen to be related. Now, our last episode, we went to inside the goody goody bag, and basically, what we do is we talk about songs that were sampled from other songs, and we had so much fun doing that one. We decided to bring it back for another episode. And always, before we get started, we're going to start with our good, good segment. So, Byron, what's good, good on your end? Well, Marcus, I'll tell you what's good, good on my end. The Something in the Water Festival is what's, what's good, good. That's a music festival founded by Pharrell Williams. It was founded by him in 2019 as a three-day festival celebrating the impact of his hometown, Virginia Beach, and its surrounding area on music and the arts. The festival since then was impacted by the pandemic, as everything was, and not held in a couple of years. And Pharrell also moved the festival from Virginia Beach, citing toxic energy following the shooting death of his cousin by a local police officer in 2021. So the Something in the Water Festival is now presented right here in Washington, D.C. as a commemoration of Juneteenth, and it's happening June 17th through the 19th. And the lineup for this festival is Bananas, featuring many of our favorite hip-hop, indie, and dance artists, such as Usher, T.I., Tierra Wack, Azuna, Snow Allegra, Tayana Taylor, Toby Nguigwe, just to name a few. And also, one other thing, House Diva and DJ Alternate has a new single out, and it's called Miracle. It's a nice, earthly Afro sound for her. Check it out on all music buying and streaming platforms. And that's what's good getting on my end. Kimmy, what's good good for you? 
I'll tell you what's good good. Well, it's coming. Beyonce's new album is expected to release on July 29, 2022. And guess what it is called? The Renaissance. Ooh. So the upcoming seventh studio album by Beyonce through Parkwood Entertainment and Columbia Records again will be released on July 29, 2022. So be high, be ready. So also what's good good on my end is I just returned from a luxurious weekend at Myrtle Beach at the Caribbean Resorts. And this was booked through Noir Essentials Travels, my personal travel agency. We take care of everything from cruises, vacations, flights, all of your travel needs. So just feel free to give us a call. You can reach me at Noir Essentials Travels on Facebook and we will handle all of your travel needs. So Marcus, what's good good on your end? Hey, what's good? Good on my end. Again, check out Kami with the Nora Travel Agency. She does a very good job. She can get you the good, good deal on all of your travel needs. <laughs> <laughs> so she does a great yes, job. Indeed. Yeah. Also, what's good? Good on our end. Hey, a couple of programming notes. Next month, we've got a couple of episodes coming your way. One of those will be a live episode from our, uh, our family reunion. Uh, we get together in Albany, Georgia. And we're going to talk about some of our favorite summer songs, uh, some songs that remind us of barbecues and just good summer weather and being with family, stuff like that. So look out for that. Also, Will K, who does the the character of Miss Bird, who is basically tearing up the internet right now. Ricky Smiley called Will K the best version of Grandma, better than Miss Bernie Jenkins himself. So check him out. Will K on Facebook and all streaming platforms. He's very, very funny. He's going to be a guest next month on the Good Good Experience podcast. So, ladies and gentlemen, again, this is basically our part two of our goodie bag episode, and, it's, and Father's Day weekend is upon us. So we want to take a minute to honor our fathers uh, the same way we did with our mothers last month on our Mother's Day episode. We want to do that by way of song and Byron. You're up first. All right, Marcus. Yes, indeed. Happy Father's Day to all the fathers. Happy Father's Day to you, Marcus, as well. Happy um, Father's Day, Marcus. Thank you, sir. This song Thank goes you, out to not only my father, but to well, to everyone and uncles. You know, I felt cheated in life because my father passed away at, when I was eight years old. And so this song really, truly registered with me. And it's always been a favorite since it's released. And it's Dance With My Father by Luther Vandross. Spin me around till I fell asleep Then up the stairs he would carry me And I knew for sure I was loved If I could get another chance Another walk, another dance with him I'd play a song that would never, ever end How I'd love, love, love To dance with my father again Yes, indeed. Dance With My Father is a song written by Luther Vandross along with Richard Marks, released in 2003. And it was a major hit. It's a bittersweet moment because it was released while Luther was still in 
his coma following a, a stroke that he had suffered. And it, it went to number one on the adult R&B songs chart, number four on the adult contemporary billboards chart, as well as number 28 on the hot R&B and hip hop songs chart. It also charted worldwide. Like I said, it registers deeper with me when my father passed away when I was eight years old. But I think about my father every day and I'm reminded because I have such wonderful cousins here, Kimmy and Marcus. I said I would not do that. Oh. It's all right, baby. You're gonna make me cry, Barbara. That's why I purposely not even looking at y'all. I'm be I know, I know. <laughs> It's all right, honey. He's I said I felt, I've said I felt cheated, but I have not been. I, my life has been truly enriched by the love um, of his family. I'm a brown on both sides, but, you know, on, on this particular side of the family, Uncle George, Uncle James, Granddad, everybody, it was as if he's still here. So I'm blessed, truly blessed. Yes, Thank yes, you. you are. Thank you so much, Byron. That um, resonates deeper with all of us uh, for you to be able to share that. And um, we miss all of our family members, especially, you know, your father as well. You know, um, you're not cheated. You know, everything happens for a reason. And, you know, we were blessed. I guess his legacy still lives in you and your brother. And we we're just so thankful for the time that he did. We, did, we, did, we were able to share with him on this earth. Kimmy? And shout out to Myron Brown. Happy Father's Day, Myron. Yes, happy Father's Day, Myron. So I picked Beyonce's Daddy Lessons because when your dads are around, you never really, really take into account everything that they're trying to teach you. And even though you may not listen to them, then you still remember everything they taught you. So this is Beyonce's Daddy Lessons. Lessons, a song recorded by Beyonce from her sixth studio album, Lemonade, uh, in 2016. So again, shout out to all the fathers and the father's fathers and the father's father's fathers and to my fathers that are in heaven. Yes. We still love you and appreciate all of the daddy lessons. Marcus. Yes, Ladies and gentlemen, I, you know, my father, big shout out to my father, Marzell. Moses, officially known as Uncle Mott, Uncle uh, to Mott. many people. <laughs> um, you, you, you know, in, when, I, when I'm asked to describe my, my father, you know, the, the only thing that comes to my mind are the words that I, I 
is for the Bible. Yeah. He's a complicated man, and no one understands him but his woman. <laughs> I was just being honest. You should have picked that song. <laughs> you know, my dad's a man of few words, but one. <laughs> nah, but but uh, one thing about it, you know, my dad. One of the things that I did learn from my dad is how to be a provider, because that's one thing that nobody can take from him. He made sure that we had, no matter what, even to in adulthood. You know, whenever we need my father, he was always there. He always went to work every single day, even though he might not have done nothing. He always went to work. And that's one of the things also that I picked up from him. And I picked the song Ed O.G. and the, and the Bulldog, Be a Father to Your Child, because so much emphasis sometimes is focused, especially on black fathers uh, being somewhat not involved in kids' lives. And this is a positive song that I wanted to kind of play just to kind of get the message out to all those young fathers that may be out there. So, hey, just be a father to your child. Here's the OG of the Bulldogs. He wants to come around talking at him, sorry for what I did. And all of a sudden, he now wants to see his kid. She had to bear it by herself and take care of it by herself. And giving her some money for milk won't really help. Half of the fathers with sons and daughters don't even want to take them. But it's so easy for them to make them. It's true, if it weren't for you, then the child wouldn't exist. After a skis, there's responsibility, so don't resist. Be a father to your child. When a brother makes a child and then denies it Thinking that money is the answer so he buys it A whole bunch of gifts and a lot of presents It's not the presence, it's your presence and the essence of being Yes, yes, yes That's a good candidate That's a good song. for the mm -hmm. goody goody bag too I know, I was thinking that too There was a lot of good samples in that one Yeah, it really was, I, I thought about that too But uh, again, that was the OG and the Bulldogs From the album Life is a Kid in the Ghetto This song reached number 38 of my R&B and hip hop charts and the message in it is in itself. Just be a father to your child. And I just want to send that out to my father, Marzell Moses. Thank you for being a father to me and uh, teaching me how to be a father. And um, hey, happy Father's Day to all the fathers from happy us father's here. Day. We got the good piece of podcast. Yeah. Yes. All the fathers, 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 so, fathers, fathers, fathers. Okay, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> So let's get it cracking, you We had so much fun with part one of the Goody Goody Bag. We decided to run it back again with a part two. These are our songs that sampled other songs. I don't know what else to do but to get into it. Kimmy, where are we starting first? All right, we're going to start first with the song that I wanted on my list. But Mark is talking about he said it first in May. I don't remember you saying it in May. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we'll start with Nicole Buss and Wu-Tang. Yes. That man is fine, man, he fine, yeah. So fine, that's why he's mine, yeah. Real cute, like I'm a Zelda. So smooth, like goes from Baba. I don't mind, no, I don't mind, yeah. If he got Steph Curry's eyes, yeah. He protects me like Luke Cage. She's my baby, oh, he's my baby.
love that song. My baby. I love that song, but my baby loves that song. But she knew. Hi, mommy, I heard that song before. Isn't that another song like that? Yes, baby. Watch out, there is watch another out song. Now. <laughs> watch out now. I, you know what? That's one of those songs that that's a late night drive through the street type of song. Is it my turn to start with one of my phones? Yeah, you're supposed to be filling it up. We just feel like we love the song. We love it. We love it. What can we say? You know? Hey, that was you by Nicole Buss, released in 2018. Now, check it out, ladies and gentlemen. This song was tied for the fastest debut single to reach number one on the adult R&B charts. It really did its thing. Mm -hmm. I mean... The magic is in the, is in the music itself. You hear it. Nicole Buss is the real Duchess. She was born in the Netherlands. Her inspiration came from American gospel music, and she's got a whole lot more in the tank. I'm expecting big things out of this young lady. But like I said, it was sampled from one of the songs from one of the greatest hip hop groups of all time, and that is "Cream" by Wu Tang Clan. So I thought, but it goes a little deeper. Go ahead and play it, Jim. Legendary Wu Tang Clan. I love Inspector Dex verse. The 22 long hard years is Honey. You know, yeah. That's from the 1994 album, Enter the Wu Tang 36 Chambers, a legendary classic album. This song reached number 60 on the Billboard Hot 100 and number 32 on the RB and hip hop charts. Again, we played the cold bus first, and I was ignorant to the fact I thought it was sampled from Cream by the Wu Tang. I thought the RZA, that was some some of RZA's originality on that song. But however, like I said, you got to dig a little deeper. Actually, Cream was sampled from another song, and we're going to play right here. Here's the Charmels with this pretty song, Kim. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got you.
Yes. It's like a mini cup. Yeah. I know, right? Yeah, very, very much so. That was a Charmel. So as long as I've got you, released in 1967, number eight on the R&B charts back in 
He was the original lead singer of the R&B vocal group, The Impressions, and inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1991. Well deserved. That song is so funky. It's so funky. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I'm just bugging out. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> but that's a party starter right there for me. That's the man. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's safe to say that Method Man was probably the most talented rapper of the whole Wu-Tang Clan. I don't want to say Some, some may argue that. I, I don't want to I don't want to say it either, but, but I, I have but, to. But it kind of is true. <laughs> he probably had the most charisma out of everybody. He, he had the, the most charisma, the most personality in his voice. And because of that, that's why he's able to act also. And he's doing great on Power Book, too. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Most definitely. Absolutely. Again, great two songs by you there, Kim. And um, let's just keep the train rolling. What you got next, Kim? All right. So this will be one of Byron's favorites. And I have that as Janet Jackson. Someone to call my lover. Jackson, someone to call my lover. Oh, that was a summer banger from 2001. It was released from her seventh studio album, All For You. And yeah, it was released as a second single from that album, topping at number one on the U.S. club charts. It reached number 26 on the U.S. adult top 40 charts, number 29 on the adult contemporary. It was number three on the hot billboard 100 and several other U.S. charts it charted in the top 10 and of course worldwide you know the you know the story this song featured a sample of america's ventura highway want to hear it here it go Chewing on a piece of grass, walking down the road. Tell me how long you gonna stay here, Joe. Some people say this town don't look good in snow. You don't care, I know. Highway in the sunshine where the days are longer, the nights are stronger than moonshine. You're gonna go, I know. Yeah, 
Ness. Did you all know that song? I, I knew that first no. riff, but I didn't know it was called Ventura Highway. But I had I'd heard the guitar riff in the beginning before. Okay. I grew up listening to that. That song pretty much has been in my life since I was born, in a sense. Because it did come out in 1972, and that was released by uh, American folk band, typically known as America. This song went to number eight on the Billboard Hot 100 chart, uh, spending 12 weeks on the charts after debuting in October of 72. It also had great reception worldwide. And yeah, it's a great song. I like the group America. They, of course, continued on and still to this day are touring and and performing but this is one of their best known hits they also had you can do magic you all remember you can do magic right yes i do okay okay so we're not too far removed from the group and and the song so there you have it all right see i remember the ref but i didn't realize that the group was called america and the song was ventura highway and one other fact michael jackson following his death on his album on that album that was released Mm-hmm. He also sampled an America song for his song, City With No Name. He sampled America's Horse With No Name song. Check that out. I'll throw that out there. If anyone wants to grab it for the next goody goody, you can have that if you want. If you want. <laughs> cool. <laughs> sounds good. Sounds good. Now, before we go any further, guys, just kind of quick update. Take back a couple of episodes ago, we did our female R&B part two. And mm-hmm. I think one of my picks was Gladys Knight, The Way We Were. And you guys said that it was a remake of Barbara Streisand's version. And I finally got a chance to listen to Barbara Streisand. Get out! <laughs> ah. So how did you yeah. feel about it? Well, I can describe it in two words, actually. Go ahead. Hated it. Ah! No! Ah! How dare you? It's a classic. That's classic. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, I mean, no, I no, mean no, but I, a good question, I But yeah. I get it. I get it. Yeah. After hearing Gladys Knight's rendition and hearing that before actually hearing the original, I could see yeah. wh- how you could say that was not as good as Gladys Knight. Of course, I get it. I get it. I get and, it. And, and y'all know, y- y'all, y'all feel the same way whether you, whether you admit it or not. I mean, it is what it is. I like them both. I, honestly, I like them both equally. Because honestly, I feel like Barbara Stark says she does have some pipes. She can sing when she wants to. So I, I like them both. I like them both. Okay. But we ain't here talking about Bob Streisand. We're talking about um, the Goody Goody Back. At least not on this episode of the Goody Goody Back. (laughs) (laughs) But trust me, she's coming. Okay. What's next, Kim? All right. Okay. This will be the last time that we reference Wu-Tang Clan. But we love us some Wu-Tang Clan. But this is from Marcus Pick, Ghostface Killer, featuring Capadonna and Redman, Buck 50. And Method Man. And Method Man. It's practically a Wu-Tang. But anyway, <laughs> this is Buck 50. Fronting on my clan from the shadow. Yeah, we ain't yeah, mad at you. Stop with the cheesy face, measly pace, old face, ghost face. Jump out the window for a little taste of droopy look. My main just get call me lazy. Educated birthday ghost, you so crazy. Cappa slide through with the ghost. Post up like paint on walls. Drift to wells. Big heat, ruffle inside the bubble goose. It's the R couple. Hollow points follow you home. Staten Island, playing with the big toys that make noise. Echo in the hall, a scared voice. She can start to act choice. But Duncan Hines didn't know Betty Crocker had two nines. Made the club moist, shatter the windows. Dust heads running. Yo. The rat king grin, bust the black Jesus. Yo, coming. the words you talk better be the words you walk. Body you in the bed where the nurses are Put your vein out, watch me insert the dart Till it plagues from bricks to the Persian Gulf 
light circuits off. 33rd of my brain is off. That explains why my language off. My gun aim and cough. Y'all ain't trained. That's my boy. <laughs> hey, I'm telling you some serious bars being spit <laughs> always. That song right now. And, and that's the reason why I picked it. That's from the 2005 album, Supreme Clientele by Ghostface Killer. That was absolutely the song that Cher Shayla Ghost Campbell. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But to me, if, in my personal opinion, in my personal opinion, this is probably the best song on the album. It didn't charter anything, it, but it just makes you want to go back and listen to the whole album. Mm -hmm. And I'll just, just I'll kind of reminisce on the genius that Ghostface Killer. If, if Method Man is if we say Method Man is, is probably the best lyricist of the Wu-Tang Clan, Ghostface is probably a close... Uh, I'm not going to say. But anyway. Because I, I was about to say, what about Inspector Deck? Inspector Deck does not get his due like he should. No, he does not. He really well, I always say Ghostface Killer really raps does. like he has a lot of heart. I yes, always, he does. Yes, I he always does. feel it every time he flows. So. Yeah. He's yeah, up there. Absolutely. Yeah. But needless to say, this song was sampled from another song from a soul singer, and uh, it's from Baby Huey and the Babies. This is Hard Times. So that's a great song, isn't it? Yes. yes they, I yes. love how they go way back into the crates into songs that you either barely heard on the radio or just probably weren't even introduced to, but then you hear it and you're like, yeah. 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 And absolutely. isn't it amazing whenever you hear these songs and you hear just a snippet of that sample, it takes you there. Even if it's just a, yeah. you know, that's very, it's almost like de a deja vu moment. You're like, mm -hmm. wait a minute, I've heard right. that song before, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Again, that was Hard Time by Baby Hugh and the Babysitters from the 1970. They didn't have an album, uh, just basically a single. Uh, Baby Hugh, we came up during the time when you had a lot of artists that were so extremely talented. They really didn't know, I guess they really didn't know how to kind of channel their emotions other than through music and the, you had the drug, big drug, pandemic and stuff like that. And unfortunately, he died at a very young age, at the age of 26. And this is probably one of the biggest hits of his career, really is. But again, a very solid Solid hit for the culture, and I think Ghostface and RZA did an outstanding job of making a, a great song out of a classic. Hey, don't you all think it's quite intriguing by the artists back in the 60s and the 70s, even though their careers may have been short-lived or short due to many different factors, that they still released within that short time frame of a huge catalog of music. It's like people were releasing two albums a year, two or three albums in one year. Like every quarter they would release something. And it, would be, it wouldn't be like an EP, it would be like a full release, like completely different project. 
to the changes of the music industry. The music industry is nowhere near the way it used to be because of politics and business, money. Yeah, yeah. So again, make you think about uh, Jimi Hendrix, uh, one mm. of those people. Yeah. Mm. Uh, mm. He, he 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 released a huge catalog of music before he died at the age of twenty seven. So you know, shout out to those guys for leaving their mark on the music industry. Yeah, they, they say it's so like a curse. Time? Curse. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, they say it's like they say it's like a, a curse when it comes to like like the age twenty seven, like for certain artists, like especially if they're super popular, you have mm. to hold your breath to see if they're going to live past the age of twenty seven because so many artists from back in the day pass away. So many impactful artists had passed away by the time they had reached the age of 27. Now, that was in the 60s or just overall? Well, it, it seems to be overall because, I mean, Amy Winehouse fell into that category too. Mm. Right? Yes, she did. How about, how old was Kurt Cobain? He was 27. Well, was he even 27 then? He was either 26 or 27. But especially in the, um, the think, 90s. Yeah. In the 90s, definitely, because a lot of those great artists, especially in the alternative mm-hmm. genre, that a lot of them passed away really young, but their songs live on forever. Kurt Cobain did die at the age of 27. Get out. Wow. So it's like, a, I'm doing air quotes, yeah. like a spoken curse by of stardom. If you hit stardom before that age, <laughs> you gotta get past 27. Yeah. All right, and while I'm about to play our next song, how old was Heath Ledger when he died? We'll come back to that, we'll come 27. back to that. Nuh-uh. He was. Wow. I think he was, honestly, let me, we'll have to look it up, but I think- He, 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 he was indeed, he was, he was indeed 27, 28, 28. Close That's enough. close, that's yeah. close. Close enough, yeah. That's close. Amazing. All right. Well, next up is one of my joints. I have to say this is from one of Jay-Z's best albums ever. And uh, from the 444 album released in 2017, Jay-Z featuring Damian Marley. Bam. Gangsta no live in a tenement yard, no. Good boy no live in a tenement yard. Too much watch you, watch you, watch you. Too much so, 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 so. I want them chatty, chatty, nasty. Them is pretty Sean Carter. Fucking this hoe. Sean was on that gospel issue. I was on the total opposite issue. Stuff a million dollars in a sock drawer. That's a ball chest in case you need your chest knocked off. Y'all be talking crazy under the IG pictures. So when you get the hell, you tell them Blanco sent you. I can't take no threats, I got a set of twins. Those were just some words you never hear again. For the final time, you don't believe these fools. I never seen a worker rock so many jewels. I never seen a runner with so many cars. Y'all couldn't stop me, you're not as tough as you say you are. My advice is just don't be too nice, niggas. Just set the price so you can live your life, my nigga. Once upon a time in the projects, Sean was in flight mode. I bought a Pyrex. Woo! So Bam was from the Honorable Jay Z from his 13th studio album, 444, which was released in 2017, and the song samples Sister Nancy's Bam Bam. And you want? Is it Bam Bam or Bam Bam? Bam Bam. It's we pronounce it Bam Bam, but she's from Jamaica, so it was Bam Bam. <laughs> okay, that's, that's sort of classic. <laughs> how it's pronounced. It's a classic. 
Exactly. So, wanna hear it? Here it go. Tell me, say one thing, Nancy, if you understand. Who one thing, Nancy, if you understand. What make them a talk about me? Ambition. Say what make who them a talk about me? Ambition. Come and say some of them a ask me where me get it from. Tell some of them a ask me where me get it from. I told them, no, no, it's from creation. I told them, no, no, it's from creation. Bam, bam, ayo. Bring it back, Whoa. Kim. Number one, Marcus, have you ever heard of that before? Uh-uh, don't do that. Well, first, let me just first say this and that will get you. All right, the song, Bum Bum, is a 1982 song, Jamaican Dance Hall classic by Sister Nancy. The song's chorus was inspired by the 1966 song of the same name by the Maytals and Byron Lee and the Dragoneers, which fellow rapper Kanye West had previously sampled on his single Famous. So in response to Jay-Z sampling her work, Sister Nancy said it's a blessing since she did not get paid for Bomb Bomb for 32 years. She didn't get, get out. the time till 2014. Get out. Yeah. For real. Which is also interesting because Lauren Hill also referenced this song and lost one. Mm-hmm. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. Bomb. Yeah. You just lost one. Yes. 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 There you go. But you ain't answer my question. <laughs> Bum, this song was featured in the movie Billy. Yes, it was. It was, yeah. So yes, I, I that's my and when I asked you before you played it, is it pronounced bam bam or bomb bomb? Yes, I've heard this song on many cases. I love reggae music, as you will see. <laughs> later in, 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 yes, I'm very familiar with the song. Don't you all remember, uh, Marcus? It may not be your case. I'm not really sure if Blakely did this, but I know in the urban areas. Every Sunday, it was straight up dance hall and reggae on the radio airwaves. You remember that camp? Was that the same way in New York with you guys, or was it just something different? They they still do that here. Uh, Tallahassee has a station, a one two point three on Sundays from six to like eight or nine. They play dance hall and lovers rock reggae music, and this I, was always in heavy rotation. Well, well, you know where I'm from. This was the quintessential reggae song that even if it wasn't a reggae party, you need to play this song. Cause this was, oh my God, we'd lose our minds when this came on. Cause that, that was joint. This one, Woo! this one and, and Dawn Penn's No, No, No. No, No, No. No, 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 Ooh, boy. We gotta do a reggae episode. <laughs> No, no, yeah. no. That was 1994, right? Or was it was it re-released in 94? I know it was big in 94, but was it something that was out before? This I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure it was project. released. Yeah, I'm pretty sure side it was project. released before that. It was just, you know, how music, just like with Jay-Z bringing Bum Bum mm -hmm. back out. 
as one of those that just was in rotation. And once you start playing that, everyone wants to hear it. Ah, sure. Real, real solid, real solid. What's next, Kim? Dance hall. Uh, we gotta do, wait, wait, we gotta, we gotta do a dance hall show. Yes, we do. We, we definitely do. Yeah, I'll really beat you over the head to the white meat. Then. <laughs> I don't think so, Kim. I, I don't think oh, so, you don't? Kim. I don't oh, you think don't. So, Kim. Oh, you don't? I don't think so, Kim. Oh, you don't. Rick, it's my yurt. Rick, it's my yurt. Watch this. Watch this. Oh, all right. I we got gonna something see. for you, Kim. Oh, we going to see. We going to see. Mm. All right. It's on. So next up, we got one of my favorites, but this is actually on um, Byron's list. My girl, Erica Badu, Didn't You Know? gets me so many feels you guys mm-hmm. so many feels uh, first and foremost the video the video treatment for the song just impeccable loved it loved it didn't you know mm-hmm. didn't you know by erica badu was the second single released from her 2000 album mama's gun it was also nominated for a grammy award for best r&b song in in 2001 it was produced by fellow soul aquarium member jay dilla and charted very well. It did fairly well, 13 on the bubbling under Hot 100 singles chart, as well as 28 in the R&B and hip hop song chart. And it features a sample of Tarika Blue, Dream Flower. Wanna hear it? Here it goes. Yes, yes, indeed. Tarika Blue is a UK band, and this song is a forgotten treasure that was released in 1977. And one little known fact, you may not know this, but Dreamflower was used without prior permission from Tarika Blue. Um, Yeah. 
And a settlement fee was reached with the group outside of court. So that's one other fact. But yeah, that's one of those obscure, dreamy tracks, mm-hmm. rightly named Dreamflower. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, we, just, we just asked, me and my wife, we were just actually watching this video last night. We were just kind of vibing out, hanging out and stuff like that. And um, I had not heard the uh, what it was sampled from until just now. But we were, me and my wife were talking. It was just a testament to the talent level and the the deepness that Erica Badu carries, she is just so beyond this world. It's not even funny. I mean, her talent level, it really is just like beyond this world. She's just lyrically, she's just so deep. You know, she, she can sing with it and she can even rap and she and she's mm-hmm. funny. She just, she's like the total package. Yes, she is. And she really is. And I just don't think that people kind of put enough emphasis on just how talented she really, really is. And so for her to dig into the crates to find something that people had forgotten about, just is a testament to where her mind is. It's like beyond this world. You know, that's Jay Diller. I give that credit to Jay Diller, even though I love Erica Badu and I'm not discounting her, her depth and her talent. But that's the genius of Jay Diller right there. Uh-huh. Jay Diller, that makes sense. And may he Jay rest Diller. in peace. Yeah. Uh, have you guys checked out or did you all see the song about neo soul no i did not no, they no. did a whole they did a whole the rise of neo I need soul to wa- they did a song i definitely need to watch that because that was a great era mm-hmm. era jill scott erica badu some i mean that that she, even jaguar right yeah put her in there she doesn't get her get her just due but she is a, a major element of that scene as well that's another episode that we definitely need to do yeah. yes absolutely definitely. What's next, Cam? All right. Well, we talked about him a little bit earlier. And this, what we have next is one of your picks, Kanye West featuring Lupe Fiasco, Touch the Sky. Back when they thought pink polos are hurt the rock before Cam got this pop, the doors closed. I felt like bad boy street team. I couldn't work the locks. Now let's go. Take them back to the plan. Me and my mama hopped in that U-Haul van. Any pessimists, I ain't talk to them. Plus, I ain't had no phone in my apartment. Let's take them back to the club. Least about an hour, I stand on line. I just wanted to dance. I went to Jacob an hour after I got my advance. I just wanted to shine. Jay's favorite line, dog, in due time. Now they look at me like, damn, dog, you what I am. A hip-hop legend, I think I died in an accident. Cause this must be heaven. I gotta testify. Come up in the spot looking extra fly. For the day I die, I'ma touch the sky. Gotta testify. Come up in the spot looking extra fly. Yeah. For the day I die, I'ma touch the sky. Now let's take them. What about all this? What about the. <laughs> you gotta remember that, dude. You gotta remember the video? Huh? I don't remember. Oh, yes, I remember. That was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. The yeah. whole video treatment was just the whole video was, was hilarious. Perfect. Yes, yeah. Uh, that was "Touch the Sky" by Kanye West from the 2005 second studio album "Late Registration." Now uh, we all know Kanye West for being one of the greatest producers, uh, producing the likes of Jay Z as well as others. Produced most of his tracks to his album. But however, late guys, this track. The only one Kanye did not produce. You guys want to take a guess who produced it? One of, one of the greats. Just Blaze. Oh, get out. Oh, this was a Just Blaze. I didn't realize that. This is just, this is, this is about I assume, Just Blaze. I assume this was one of the genius tracks from Kanye, and I never re- even bothered to research it. So I'm Absolutely. surprised. Yeah. 
Actually, we were talking about the video. Actually, Kanye was actually sued by uh, the family of Evil Knievel. They settled out of court using this likeness. Uh, this this track reached number 14 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100, number three on the rap charts. And again, it's a classic song by Kanye West that was sampled by another R&B legend, Curtis Mayfield. And here's Move On Up. Just move on up toward your destination. Though you may find from time to time complication. Again, that was moving up by Curtis Mayfield, released in 1974. Uh, failed to chart in the U.S., but peaked at number 12 on the U.K. charts, and it became a soul classic. Uh, this shows the genius of Curtis Mayfield. That is so hard to even, Yeah, I know, right? Even when he got down and wasn't able to walk, he was still creating music and doing his thing. Uh, again, Curtis Mayfield, a classic, a legendary R&B all right, what do you guys think of this song? Well, I was, gonna, I was saying, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Marcus. I said that that was so hard to believe that it did not chart here in the U.S. That's a classic. I mean, that was it is a classic. A major soundtrack of our lives growing up. Uh, it's hard to believe that it didn't chart. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, unbelievable. But however, again, again, solid song. Uh, Kanye saw the genius in and turned into made his own. Again, I uh, would touch this guy. Again, two. Uh, solid singles by two great artists. What's next, Ken? Well, this will be one of my picks. And shout out to my brother, Chris. We loved us some Tribe Called Quest. Yes. And mm. this is We've Got the Jazz. <laughs> Third firm and young with a laid back tongue The aim is to succeed and achieve at 21 Just like Ringling Brothers, our days in a sound Captivate the mass cause the pros is profound Do it for the strong, we do it for the meek Boomin' in your boomin' in your boomin' in your Jeep Or your Honda or your Beamer or your Legend or your Benz The rave of the town to your foes and your friends So push it along, trails we blaze Don't deserve the gong, don't deserve the praise The tranquility will make you unball your fist For we put hip hop on a brand new twist A brand new twist with a whole heap of mystic So low key that you probably missed it But yet it's so loud that it stands in the crowd When the guy takes the beat, they bowed Perfect. And that was Jazz. We've got, or we've got the jazz. This is the second single from Tribe Called Quest's second album, The Low End Theory. A portion of the track, Bugging Out, appears in the music video. So it's two actual songs in that video. But we've got the jazz actually sampled from On Green Dolphin Street by Jimmy McGriff. And one here, here it goes.
I love Eastern Tribe Called Quest. Had you ever heard that sample before? Ever? Hell no. <laughs> yes. And I actually love jazz, but look at them doing something outside of the box. And that's what that's I love. Deep, great, exactly. Deep, great exactly. gig. You, you had to um, know I, jazz to get that. I guarantee you Cliff Huxtable would have had that record in ah, some of his jazz Doesn't collection. it sound like something that on the Cosby yeah. show towards the end with him yes. and Claire just sitting on the couch and dancing and stuff? Man. Yeah, yeah. Goofy but, faces and a sweater. Exactly. You yeah. can see the sweater. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> on yeah. Green Dolphin Street, originally titled Green Dolphin Street, is a 1947 popular song composed by... Bronislaw Caper with lyrics by Ned Washington. The song was composed for the film Green Dolphin Street, which was based on a 1944 novel of the same name by Elizabeth Grouch and became a jazz standard after it was recorded by Miles Davis in 1958. So again, solid, you had solid. to know jazz to even know that this would be something that would sound good in your rap. And considering you know, that I that I do a radio show at a primarily jazz station, but I bring a different element, people are serious about the jazz. Uh -huh. Don't you misquote <laughs> or mislead the audience about anything concerning jazz, they will let you have it. There is a huge audience for jazz, even to this day. So people take it seriously. You, you know, I was listening to that, and it's hard to believe that was, we said it was released in 1947? That is correct. Wow. It just seems so ahead of its time, the song. Mm -hmm. but, uh, exactly, exactly. It really sounds more ahead of its time. And yeah. being that it was awesome. used in 19, what, what, 92 for hip hop, and it, and it sounded perfect. It just melded perfectly. It did. It really did. It really did. What's next, Ken? All right. Another one of my favorites, Most Def, another hip hop artist that does not get his due. And one of everyone's favorite, Miss Fat Booty. Yes. Shock herself, she couldn't get it together. I just played along and pretended I never met her. How you feeling? No, I'm fine. My name is Moe. I'm Sharice. I heard so much good about you. It's nice to finally meet. He moved to the booth, preserve the crew, especially your honey love. Ended up sitting directly next to me. I'm tight, polite, but now I'm looking at her skeptically. Cause baby girl got all the right weaponry. Designer fabric, shoes, and accessories. Chinky eyes, sweet voices. Released on August 2nd, 1999, through Rockus Records as the lead single from the musician's debut solo studio album, Black on Both Sides. So, what song do you think he sampled this from? Hello? Hey. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, Something about Aretha Franklin. Uh, That's definitely her voice, right? <laughs> yes, that was Aretha Franklin's voice. And 
It's from One Step Ahead. Want to hear it? Here it goes. I'm only one step ahead of your arms. One kiss away from your sweet lips. I know I can't afford to stop for one moment. Cause I'm just out of reach of your fingertips. Your warm breath on my shoulder Keeps reminding me That it's too soon to forget you It's too late to be free Can't you see? Wow, had you ever heard that song before? Nope. That's but an that obscure. That's an obscure. <laughs> and I love how they chopped it up. Exactly. It, like again, it went in there perfectly. You have to be an artist in production to know that these songs will go good together. There's actually a song out right now by Twenty One Savage and JID called Surround Sound that samples all of this. Right now, you have to check it out. Pretty, pretty nice. So, I mean, I know hip hop nowadays kind of sucks, but I mean, <laughs> it's still a solid song. But shout out to Kendrick Lamar, who's bringing that back. But anyway, but One Step Ahead is a song by our queen, Aretha Franklin. The single containing the song was released by Columbia Records in 1965. One Step Ahead was the A side of the single and peaked at number 18 on the Hot Rhythm and Blues singles chart. That's a solid record. And that's an early, young Aretha Franklin record. Exactly. This was before a lot of her hits. If you watch the movie Respect, you saw that she had put out a bunch of records before she really became mainstream. Right. She did. She really did. Again, another solid, 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 solid selection. What's Space Camp? So next up is LL Cool J, Lounging. How you doing, miss? My name is Hell, I'm from Queens. I heard about your man, he like the late Super Queen. Don't shake up on a mosquito with Donna jeans, but he slipped up. It threw his rock to a fiend. He be playing like a willy, cause he dressed shit up. Never knowing that his woman is in need of love. He got Versace, gold links, stomach chains, for rock. Official hairstyle, but you stuck up in the spot. Making love, Duke is weak, then he falling asleep. You on the phone with your old peeps, dying to creep between my sheets. So what you got Chanel on your feet? Hot sex on a platter makes the mission complete, uh. Yes, yes, ladies love Cool J, LL Cool J, a banger, lounging. Who do you love? This was actually the remix. It's completely different from what's on the album. This is the final single, third and final single released from his sixth studio album, Mr. Smith, back in 1996. 1996. 1996. Yes, and it features the remix features the group Total. However, the album version features the R&B group Terry and Monica, and it also features a different sample, which is I'll be sure's night and day. But I'm not gonna focus on that one. I'm gonna focus on a remix which features the one and only Bernard Wright. Who do you love? Wanna hear it? Here it goes. I'm ready to become the giver. Now that 
1985, as a matter of fact. Who Do You Love, formed by Bernard Wright, actually co-written by Wright and Lenny White. And it's the first single from his third studio album, Mr. Wright. And it was his highest chart appearance. Peaked at number six on the Billboard R&B charts in 1985, featuring the vocals of Marla Adler. And on a sad note, we recently lost Bernard Wright in the May of 2022 car accident. So our condolences and thoughts are still with the family. Of Bernard Wright, but he definitely left a great legacy of music. This is a certified jam. It's, it's it's always been a groove since my days of junior high school when the song was out. I love the music video. I love how you know it was comical and it had some interesting effects as well, special effects. So it was a great song, great visual, and definitely a great touch to the remix of "Lounging" by LL Cool J. What you all think of it? Hey. I, I love it, and I love Mr. Wright's version of it. But how was, if I can piggyback off of you, Byron, there was actually another song that spawned a little bit of success from this, and I think we have it, Kim. Here's Shades with Tell Me Your Name. Oh, yeah. Most guys, they think that I'm a loser. They think I take a man I never give. It's time for girls to make a statement. Fabulous Girls Group, Shades. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that was actually the only, uh, I think that was the only single that started for them, wasn't it? It was, it was, it was. And <laughs> silly old me didn't write anything down. I just want. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but it's all but good. I, I, know my, I know my guy Byron got my butt. <laughs> yes, I got it. I got it. I got you. I got you. I got you. I'll Be Around was originally just called Tell Me Your Name. And it was issued as a lead single of their debut album, and which featured the Bernard Wright sample. This song was the group's highest appearance on the Billboard charts. It reached number 50 in the Hot 100s, number 34 on the Hot R&B and Pop Singles chart, and actually number 19 on the Rhythmic Top 40 chart. So that was their only album to be released. But the girl group actually was patterned after Destiny's Child, yeah, if you remember the video. You guys remember seeing the video back in the day? 
I do but not. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it looked like like two Beyonce's and two Kelly Rowland's. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yeah. But, but but that was the formula, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, that was the, yeah, that was a blueprint because of Destiny Shaw's success. But I did mention also, like, I, I really love the 12 inch issue of this song because the house versions of the song, uh, the remixes, if I can recall, was done by David Cole and Robert Favell is known as CNC. And they turned the song out and of course the ladies of shades went in and we sang the song so they reformatted it for the house format and that was what a lot of artists well due to the success of mariah carey who did it first <laughs> a lot of artists like deborah cox and other well-known artists started doing the same when it came to reformatting music for the clubs so it was definitely a, a solid release for them unfortunately they're only want to be noticed and chart. And it's like that sometimes, you know, some some groups, some artists, they just have, they just know as one hit wonders. And it's just, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. it's just the nature of the beast. But however, you know, they did make an impact. And they, because we're like talking about away. them right now. Yeah. And I think, exactly. we should do a, exactly. I, think, I think we should do a deeper dive for mm-hmm. one of our episodes and just revisit them as well as other groups that had the solid talent, but just never really took off or had that extended stay, I should say. That's another yeah. episode, One Hit Wonders. Yeah. Where yeah. are they now? Absolutely. Absolutely. Suing each other in court, Jade. <laughs> no shade. That's sad. That's sad. <laughs> no shade. We're talking about shades, but no shade to Jade. <laughs> no shade to Jade. <laughs> uh, what's next, Kim? <clears throat> All right, let's take it to Big Pun. Oh, yeah. Yo, I ain't a play out to hopes like a lie. Jump on top of my gaze and work some hips until I bust a shot. It doesn't stop. I'm only beginning to boning your women while you home on the low. I'm blowing up in them, sending them back to you, mad at you. Don't catch them, they up with my attitude. I'm just showing you how this rapper do. Capital punishment when I'm up in it, sucking it, busting it out. Nice blouse, let me unbutton it. You're go for the king, Papi Chulo, or knocking culo. Pop your moodles out the socket, trying to rock with the sumo. You know my rise is high, word I be trilling them. They be trying to ride, but the curve. Be killing them, filling them with the gas. My cheese premium on, let it come, get it. First, work the tongue, then let the pun hit it. Split it in half, watch the gas. Baby, take a bath, be good. I might put away the wood and give you the mustache. Oh, baby. I ain't a play out, just out a lot. Yeah, that was big pun with uh, not a player. The album version from the album Capital Punishment, released in 1997. This one peaked at number 57 on the Billboard Hot 100, number four on the R&B and hip hop charts. I think it's safe to say that the remix to the song actually had a little bit more success. Yes, um, it did. With uh, with Joe, but still, this was a very very solid single. Gave us big pun. We get rest in peace. Another one that we lost way way way, way too soon. soon. Again, very solid hip hop artist. And again, this song was sampled by another legendary R&B group, the OJs. Here's Darling, Darling, Baby. You're my darling, darling, baby. You're my darling, darling, love. You're my darling, darling, baby. I said you're everything. You're 
Eddie Levert, who had a birthday this week. Yes, happy birthday. Absolutely. Also, shout out to Big Walt and the other one, whoever the other one is. I never knew. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. So, <laughs> that was the old people, Donna, Donna Baby, from the 1976 album, Message in Our Music. That particular single reached number 72 on the Hot 100, number one of the R&B charts, uh, written by a legendary production a group, Gamble and Huff. Again, Another solid song by the OJs from what's just one of their songs from their repertoire of music. And you talked about Avery Bird had a birthday the other day. They also just announced their farewell tour. So you may want to go online and to their website and check out some of their tour dates. They, they say this is their last tour. They are getting up in age. And the, the music never lies. Big Pond, the OJs. This is a very solid combination right here. What do you guys think? I love this song. I'm going to revisit the video because they make an appearance <laughs> at, the, at the top of the video. Do you all remember? The yes, I do. Yes, glitter yes. Suits. yes oh, I yeah, do. Yeah, yes, yeah. I do. But, but, that, yeah, yeah. but that's a good shout out. Make sure, yeah. they, since they sampled their stuff, make sure at least have them in the video and pay them their money. <laughs> yeah, pay them their money. Yeah. Random coins. Random coins. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Can, can you guys, do you think, now I mentioned we played Lisette Melendez at the beginning of the uh, podcast. And actually, that was our first look at who would go on to become Fat Joe in the video back in 1993. Fat Joe makes an appearance in, our, in that video. And also, we all, we, we all know the connection between Big Pun and Fat Joe, Terror Squad, mm -hmm. uh, that connection. Do you think Fat Joe kind of tried to make a, make a name for herself off of Big Pun? No, I don't think he. I don't think he used Big Pine, but I mean, he was he was a protege. Well, he you know he was part of Big Pine's clique. Right, he was, side, and, he was like a sidekick of Big Pine. So, and how um, would he know that Pine was just gonna all of a sudden just drop dead, and yeah. there was still a a a place or or a space available for for that type of music, and Joe was still there. But the thing is, Joe doesn't really sound like Pun. Joe is his own his own hip hop artist. Yeah, and, and you can recall Big Pine was trying to get his health in order. It was maybe due to his weight that he met his demise and in mm -hmm. his final single, you know, that charted, he was talking about that. You know, he's got he, his, he did. He his did. Weight and stuff it's like so that. hard. It's so hard. Yeah, it's yeah, so hard. I remember yeah. that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um yeah. Mm -hmm. but no, I don't I don't think he if anything, filled, help fill the void that was there. Exactly. You know, it's it not happen. Joe's fault that there was a space available now and and we we embraced him. Yeah. Maybe we embraced him uh, more because Pun was gone. Maybe, maybe not. But what can you do? Exactly. Just a big shout out to Fat Joe. You know, he's, 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 an, he's, he's, an art, he's a hip-hop legend himself. So big shout out to him. All right. What's next, Kim? Oh, one of mine, since we already touched a little bit on the groups that we love. Next up, we have De La Soul, Me, Myself, and I. Yeah. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Tell me, mirror, what is wrong? 
right, all right. So that Anger. was from De La Soul, Me, Myself, and I, released as a single in 1989 from their debut studio album, Three Feet High and Rising. And it was the group's only number one on the US R&B chart. And it sampled one of the greatest funk songs of all times. What was it? Funkadelic. That's right. Not just Knee Deep. Not just Knee Deep. <laughs> <laughs> and here it goes. It ain't fucking no more. <laughs> That's right. It wasn't fucking no <laughs> So that was by Funkadelic and My People's George Clinton, 1979. Not just knee deep. It's funk song with the running time of 15 minutes and 21 seconds. Yes, this was actually a 15 minute song. If yeah. you had the album. And on side one of Funkadelic's 1979 album, Uncle Jam Wants You. I I always well as a kid <laughs> liking songs but not necessarily knowing what they were saying. I, I know I always butcher the words, especially those high pitch lyrics that they sing during the first verse. Uh-huh. <laughs> Whatever they say. <laughs> I love this song. Just like the Funkadelic record, not just me beat, the Daylight Soul song itself mm-hmm. was beat over our heads in 1989 when it was out. And I think De La Soul got afraid of that success and they didn't want to get labeled. And that's probably why they haven't charted because they released bangers, of course. I mean, they haven't charted on the Hot 100, but immediately they were thrust into some type of category and they- But but they talked about this in a lot of their albums, the fact that um, that was around the time when um, NWA was out and they just labeled them not hard enough. Mm-hmm. And they tried to get out of that vein. But then again, um, hip hop in general was changing. Yeah. So it, it was kind of hard for them, but they still maintained being one of the most eclectic and just honorable groups of all time because they, they're still touring, they're still putting out albums and and their students to them their students to the music i mean they put in the time i know they do a lot of great gigging mm-hmm. um but they yeah they did rebel against themselves with that mm-hmm. second album they like soul was there which is a classic mm-hmm. too it is a, it is it, a classic just it as classic. just just as powerful as the first album the second album i mean it's it's a classic as far as I'm and concerned. they still have true fans 
that will always buy their records like myself. <laughs> and they're all, and look, and they're still together. And they're still to the together. Form, to they're form. still together. Yeah. Yep. Hey, I just want to, I just want to add two guys that Knee Deep is probably one of the top 10 songs of all time. All time, all time, all time, all song, all time. I mean, <laughs> yeah. did you did you hear yeah. what I said? The original song was fifteen, 15 minutes, minutes long. Yeah, I, I've got them. I've got them on phone. Fifteen minutes. Yeah, fifteen minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But the thing is, it's so good. You will sit there and listen to the full fifteen minutes. The whole thing. I've done it because I, know how I did it, but I did it. George Clinton was a friggin' genius. Another genius. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Still is. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, what's next, Kim? All right. Next up is Nas. The world is yours. Oh, yeah. The thief's theme. The Play me at night, they won't act right. The fiend of hip hop has got me stuck like a crack pipe. The mind activation, react like I'm facing time, like Pappy Mason with pins I'm embracing. Wipe the sweat off my dome, spit the phlegm on the streets. Sway Tim's on my beats, makes my cipher complete. Weather cruising in a six cab, a Montero Jeep, I can't call it. The beats make me falling asleep, I keep falling, but never falling six feet deep. I'm out for presidents to represent me. Say what? I'm out for presidents to represent me. Say what? I'm out for dead presidents to represent me. me. The world is this. The world is yours. The world is yours. This world is mine. This world is this. The world is yours. The world is yours. This world is mine. This world is this. It's yours. This world is mine. This world is this. The world is yours. The world is yours. Yes, the world is yours. As spoken by. Nasir Jones, also known as Nas. Released in 1994, this was the fourth single from his debut album, Illmatic, and it hit number 13 on the Hot Rap Singles chart. It's also a certified classic and banger on my chart, as well as all hip hop heads charts. It's one of the greatest. It's the greatest number, the seventh, like the seventh greatest rap song of all time. So it also, Samples a little ditty by Ahmad Jamal's trio. I love music. You want to hear it? Here it talking about just a few minutes ago about the importance of jazz and mm -hmm. the depth of jazz and its reach. This song was released in 1970 by Ahmad Jamal's trio. And it's another obscure track, but it's a testament to the power of jazz. And big shout out and early birthday greeting to Ahmad Jamal, who will be 92 in July, July 2nd. So much respect to Frederick Russell Jones, that's his full name but he's known as Ahmad Jamal, still doing his thing. What you do know, you all think of that? 
I, I love that. I mean, the jazz selections that we've had on this podcast have been spot on. And I mean, I'm, uh-huh. I, I really, really, really enjoyed the selections you guys have said as far as like, the jazz singles in the sample. But to go back to Nas, Illmatic is probably, Illmatic is the greatest rap album of all time. <laughs> it, it's debatable. <laughs> it, it can be debated. It can be debated. That's fine. You know, I mean, teach his own. But in my personal opinion, Illmatic by Nas is the greatest rap album of all time. And that's my second favorite track from the album next to Halftime. I love Halftime. But um, so much can be said about Nas, man. One of, one of the greatest lyricists of all times. He's really been doing his thing over the years. He's, you know, his longevity has been intact. And again, you know, I just love both of these tracks. And no argument from me, Marcus. I completely concede you're absolutely right. Illmatic, Nas, one of the greatest. I didn't say one of, I said the greatest. I, I said the greatest. Ooh. I said it can be what I said. I said what I said. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Okay. I, I, mm, that, that's a good debate. That's a good debate. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean, I, I love Nas' flow. I love, I love the artistry. He's been the most, I think he's been the most consistent. I, I mean, mm-hmm. anything that he comes out with, I don't think ever steps below the top shelf he's definitely up on the top shelf every time do we feel like kendrick lamar is climbing that ladder getting closer to nas he's climbing a ladder i don't know if he i don't i think it's all said and done i think we can you know how we kind of like put biggie and pot in their own little Uh their own little boxes i i think it'll be safe to kind of put kendrick lamar in his own little box because and not compare, not trying to compare him to anybody else because it's two different, it's different styles actually, two, two different styles, two different time time periods. You, you know, I mean, so I think it's just safe to say we just, for me, we just put him in a box and just he was. If anything, Martin, he was influenced by Nas. No, definitely, you can hear it. Well, that's Ken- it's one of my favorites. So just to sum it up, it, it is definitely like my top shelf favorite hip hop record. What's next? Ken? I have. Freddie McGregor, Just Don't Want to Be Lonely. Yeah, that was Freddie McGregor. I, I stumbled upon this song listening to the Channel 47 on Sirius XM. Hmm. And I just love the groove, the vibe to it. But I asked him, the more I listened to it, I was like, That's, that, that song sounds really, really familiar. Uh-huh. And then when I looked it up, it was actually by the main ingredient. And here's their version of I Just Don't Want to Be Lonely. I don't mind when you say Don't wanna be lonely 
So let me start from the beginning. This song was actually first recorded by one, a Ronnie Ryan back in 1971. Main ingredient, who the lead singer is the father of what actor? Cuba Gooding Jr. Very good. Um, Cuba Gooding Sr. was the lead singer of the main ingredient. They popularized this song back in 1974. It reached number 60 on the pop charts, number 30 on the adult contemporary, and number 29 on the R&B charts. And again, Freddie McGregor put his own spin, reggae spin on it back in 1987. Uh, he had several hits as well. Uh, just again, one of those Jamaican lovers rock singers that know how to take American songs and make it their own. I'm telling you, I love this guy, Freddie McGregor, Barris Hammond, Peter Brown, some of the other reggae artists. Since since, since Kim likes to talk people out, have I ever heard this? All right. I, I <laughs> 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 well, yeah. To be honest with you, I actually remember this song from the originals. They actually sung this song too. Oh, you're so yeah, right. You're so right. Was it the originals or, or Blue Magic? It might have been. I think it was the originals. Or what's it the was Blue Magic? You can't make me look it up. It was Blue Magic. It was one of them too. Blue Magic. You know, we need a we need another segment. I know covers, covers because I mean repurposing and covers because this was a completely reworking of the song. So you, you get a hint of the melody, but since it's reggae, it throws you off. It throws you off a little bit. You, yeah, you have to yeah. pause and say, "Wait, this sounds familiar. The lyrics sound familiar." So I think that would be a fun research dive to find other songs that have been restructured from the original. So it's not really a sample, but just redone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, right. I'll say restructured all together because it's a whole different that, genre now. Hmm. Yeah, but I just like the song so much. You know, I I I felt like that was the case with with this right here. It wasn't actually quote unquote sampled, but you know, like covered. But I just I just liked it so much that I really wanted to kind of share it today. And another one you guys got to check out: Biddy McLean, B I T T Y McLean, of his reggae cover of "Walk Away from Love" by David Ruffin. Got to listen to that one as well. Mm. Mark is just trying to show off and flex, y'all. I know, I know. Look yeah, at you. So. Look at you. Look at you. I see you, Mikey. <laughs> Dropping dimes. Yeah. Speaking of dimes, what's next, Kim? I, one of our favorite rappers of all time, Mr. Buster Rhymes, put your hands with my ask seat. While I'm with my freak, like we up in the freak shows. Did you with this dick, make you feel it all in your toes? Hot ish, got all you niggas in wet clothes. Style like my metaphors when I formulate my flows. If you don't know, you ain't gonna but never go play a pros Do like you that. You really wanna party with me? Let me see this what you got for me. Put all your hands with my eyes to see. Stay buck violent in the place to be. If you really wanna party with me, let me see this what you got for me. Put all your hands with my eyes to see. We trust, yo, it's a must that you heard of us, yo, we murder us. A lot of niggas is wondering and they curious. I mean, and my niggas do it, it's so mysterious. Furious, all of my niggas is serious. Shook niggas be walking around fearing us. Front nigga, like you don't want to be hearing us. Gotta listen to Yes, remember the day when that came out. Oh my goodness. Oh, yeah. So put your hands where my eyes could see is from hip hop legend. Buster Rhymes, the single serves as the lead single from the second studio album, When Disaster Strikes, came out in 1997, and its music video is notable for its homage to the 1988 Eddie Murphy film, Coming to America. 
process. Absolutely. So the song contains a sample of the 1976 recording Sweet Green Fields by Seals and Croft. So let's take a look. I want to hear it. I know. <laughs> I'll be running, laughing, playing in the sweet green fields of the they find these samples you would have never put that those two nice. together but this is a known song by Selden Clark well had you all heard it before I had no. I had not I, I had, had you not, you know. now I'm gonna ask you this question are you familiar with the group Selden Clark any other uh, other of their music when it's one they're one of those groups when I hear the song I'd be like I know that song so they're like a yacht rock I mean, yacht, yacht rock but one song that I know you all have heard, because I know we played it at our house and whatever, Diamond Girl. Diamond Girl. Diamond Girl. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Yep, I know that one. Dun, dun, dun. That's their song, too. So okay. bring it together. Yes. All right. But I definitely. Like Marcus, but okay. But Marcus, you didn't like it. Marcus didn't like it. You didn't like it, did you? It wasn't bad. You could tell a lot of a lot of acid was probably being used when they made it. Oh wow! <laughs> that was well, honestly, the song. That was a scene then. The folk. But number one, that was yeah. the, they were a folk singer, so that probably you're right. But for them to yeah. put such a very funky kind of African type beat in their songs, well hidden in there, but you had to really listen to it to be like, wow, that is a dope ass beat, yeah, <laughs> and really and. So, but Seals and Croft, again, was an American soft rock duo made up of James Eugene Seals and Daryl George Dash Cross. And this was released by Knickerbockers on the album. And this is also recorded February 21st, 1967. Mm. So, wow. again, yes. that's what it was, the bass. Shout out to the producers to to even know that that would sound great. Just just a testament, you know, hip hop, Daylight Soul, and all of them. They would look for specific records that had breaks like this, mm -hmm. and that's that's what they would zero in. So that's why you you see them digging through the crates and and going into all of this obscure music because though they may have been vocalized songs, there was always a break that they could just chop up and make it their own so this this is a prime example of that and it's a testament to listening just really just sitting there and listening to right. every aspect of a song you know right. Right. it's intimate with the record exactly well, what's next right. we have the last song y'all it's the last song all right 
And this is Faith Evans, my girl, Love Like This. Oh, yeah. Now that we have come to be a brand new life I can see. Never thought you'd be a special part of me. No, baby. The reasons are because of you. I can go I'll pose this question. Who all recognized the sample as soon as the song came out when, when you first heard the song? Did you all think it was original track or did you did you know or recognize the song that we're gonna I, talk about? I knew it wasn't an original, but I couldn't remember what song it was from. You you gotta you gotta understand if you know hip hop, when Puppy was does a lot of his recording, he doesn't he doesn't do anything original. He's gonna sample from some from somewhere. <laughs> he, he, <laughs> <laughs> no shame, but the truth. But shout yeah. out to Timbaland, yeah. who would actually make his own music. But go yeah. ahead. <laughs> yeah, that was that was Puffy's claim to fame, taking like the old school records and flipping them like that. But Love Like This is a, is a song by Faith Evans, the queen of bad boy, released as a lead single of her second album, Keep the Faith, in 1998. And that song was a major success for her. Hitting number two on the hot R&B hip hop songs chart, as well as number seven on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100, and it also charted worldwide in other countries. And the notice main part of the song, the main track, is from a little known group known as Sheik, and their song was Sheik Cheer. If you haven't heard it, here it goes. Sheik, Sheik. And this was an obscure track from their album, Say Sheep, which was released in 1978. So it's like one of those tracks that you probably only heard in the clubs. Yeah. It did not chart, but it is one of those classics, one of those pullouts that you were here probably in basements during house parties by Sheep, Disco Band Supreme. Was it uh, Nile Rogers and Bernard Edwards at the helm of, of that fabulous group? They also spun out a number one single called La Freak, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, surely did. Mm-hmm. They had a lot of great tracks. And good times. Good times. 
Good times, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. they were behind Sister Sledge, a lot of Sister Sledge hits. So, I mean, the list goes on. And, you know, of course, now Rogers goes on to become this extreme producer with David Bowie. The rest is history. I mean, David Bowie, Madonna, everybody, you know, he touched. He's touched a lot of people, a lot of music that you may not be aware of, he had his hands in. Duran Duran. Mm, Reflex, mm. you know, he, he did mm. Reflex by Duran Duran. Wow. He did, was it Like a Virgin by Madonna? I believe he's behind Like a Virgin. Get out. Yeah. Wow, okay. Well, guys, that's going to wrap up our latest episode of the Goody Goody Bag, part two. I hope you guys enjoyed it. How, how'd you guys feel? I loved it. Great show, everybody. It was a great show. Always great reaching back and just reminiscing about the vibes absolutely speaking of vibes you know we we plan on doing a vibing show come a vibing episode we're gonna do some reggae we we've got a lot uh, we we've got planned in the in the near immediate future ladies and gentlemen but good good we're just getting started and also ladies and gentlemen we're gonna be celebrating our first year anniversary next month again live from albany georgia we hope you guys uh, will check us out we're gonna be having so much fun we're just gonna we're just gonna go back and we're just gonna play some of the music that makes us feel good, you know, makes us think yeah. about family and barbecue. What Stay summer's tuned all about that. Yeah, absolutely. Just wish it wouldn't be so that blessed. Hot. My God. <laughs> I don't remember so much like this. Well, it has not been as hot because you know our planet is warming up. So we um. you know, it's another Whole other conversation. Yeah. Absolutely. But again, thank you guys for listening. Until next time, take care of yourselves and each other. This has been the Good Good Podcast. Be good good to each other. Love y'all. Love you guys.